Welcome to Coping to Care, expert tips for complete well-being. Our host, Francine Marlinet, has partnered with Lucy Care to provide seniors and their families with advice for their physical, mental, and emotional well-being. We've got Craig Springer here. He's a clinical psychologist and licensed practicing psychologist in New York and New Jersey. He's credentialed by the National Register of Health Service Psychologists. And uh, Craig, would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, I have special training in um, team therapy um, and in mindfulness and trauma-based interventions. I earned my PhD and master's degrees in clinical psychology from Fairleigh Dickinson University and completed my undergraduate degrees um, at New York University. And I currently own uh, the Good Life Center for Mental Health, which is in Cranford, New Jersey. Uh, and previously, I was the director of the Center for Psychological Services um, at Rutgers University, overseeing 10 doctoral training clinics. Um, and I also was uh, simultaneously the coordination Center of New Jersey's uh, Child Abuse and Neglect Forensic Evaluation and Treatment uh, co-director, where I oversaw um, quality improvement and uh, quality assurance programming for uh, psychologists throughout the state who were doing child abuse evaluations. Um, And previous to that, I served as a supervising psychologist at Newark Beth Israel Medical Center, where I developed a model for treating trauma. Um, I have experience with developing, conducting, supervising, and researching evidence-based uh, methods. And um, in, throughout my career, I've, been, uh, I've done a lot of training and workshops, as well as uh, in-person and online um, institutes and trainings. Um, I wrote a book called Game-Based Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Child Sexual Abuse, uh, Innovative Approach, uh, which is available on Amazon. Um, I was also uh, heavily involved in organizations uh, working with child abuse and maltreatment uh, for many years. And currently, um, I'm working with uh, children and adults um, on helping them deal with trauma, anxiety, mood problems, um, children with behavioral difficulties, um, relationship problems that people may have, and this could be intimate relationships or relationships with others, uh, friends and uh, co-workers and the like, um, and just help, helping people overcome a lot of the different challenges they may be experiencing. And, you know, lately, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, difficulties associated with COVID that, that are going on right now. Okay. So on that note, can you provide some senior, uh, some tips for seniors and their families and caregivers on how they can cope with trauma and anxiety and overcome challenges and difficulties they are facing today. Sure. So, you know, COVID has had a tremendous impact on all of us. Uh, It's changed our life considerably from the way we normally have done things. And, you know, well, while this may affect, you know, people being able to go out to restaurants, um, it may also uh, have affected people working in an office setting versus working at home. For seniors, uh, it limited their ability to, to go out. If they were in nursing facilities, uh, they may have been limited or restricted from having visitors. So this has impacted uh, our lives considerably. And, you know, in terms of talking about tips, I, you know, I think that there are some important things that 
we do, and, and one of them is creating a new normal for ourselves, for all of us, um, whether we're working from home, uh, creating uh, a new schedule for ourselves, a new way of kind of interacting with that. Uh, you know, if, you know, we're, you know, seniors are retired and uh, are not working, they can create a new normal for themselves with regard to making sure that they keep active in whatever way that they can, uh, whether it be um, exercising, if they're able to do that, or, you know, just um, walking around um, is really important. Finding passions and enjoyable activities that one can do right now. Um, so, you know, while that might be limited or more limited than it had been in the past, and maybe some of the activities that were enjoyed previously are not available right now or haven't been available, it's important to find new ones that are enjoyable and that people can do. Um, socializing with others is really important. Um, if this could be done in person, great. If it can't be, you know, using um, online mediums to do that are, are important as well. So just keeping up with friends and family and loved ones um, is really important and not, not, a, not isolating yourself just because um, right now we're going through a period of being able to ha or having to social distance. And, and sharing wishes and wants um, and, and also sharing fears and concerns with others, talking about what's going on right now, not just keeping it bottled up inside so that, you know, you're dealing with it by yourself. You know, the unique thing about this is that we're dealing with this across the world. The entire world is facing uh, these difficulties. We have really intelligent people kind of working together to kind of figure out, you know, what kind of solutions there might be, whether it be vaccines or treatments. Um, so knowing that this time will pass and that we will get through this but at the same time it's important not to just put every your whole life on hold continue living your life and and trying to um, live it to the best of your ability given some of the limitations that we have you know i also recommend that people do gratitude lists you know write about you know what they are what they have gratitude for not just focusing on what doesn't work or what we wish was different but also focusing on what we have now and <coughs> There's something called post-traumatic growth. This whole idea is that instead of only focusing on the negatives associated with trauma or difficulties that people are facing, it's also looking at what positives may come out of that and how we may grow as people. Uh, and whether that might be in the form of resiliency and, and being able to overcome challenges in a different way than we've ever faced before and being creative and, and those kinds of things. But also in terms of recognizing that, you know, some of the um, changes that we've had to make actually can benefit our lives in a whole a wide range of ways, right? So it may give us more time. So the people that are, you know, out and about and normally doing things involved in activities, now they have more time at home, um, more time to take care of other things that they might want to take care of or, or do other types of activities that they might enjoy. If it's with family or friends, um, they might be less busy and there might be more opportunity to talk to people or to spend time with people um, that we live with or that, you know, we could just talk to online uh, because they're not as busy. So it, it's a matter of looking for those things that, you know, we can take out of the situation that are also positive and that we're grateful for, that we have health if we do, that we have the people in our lives that we have, you know, so um, we as a we, we as a human race, you know, we tend to focus on the negative, focus on what we don't have, you know, we watch the media and, you know, it's filled with mostly negative news and that's what sells, right? So it's really important that we don't, we don't allow ourselves to kind of get, get into that negative mind frame, especially during this time where, you know, there's a lot 
to feel negative about, um, you know, when we feel restricted and, and feel like we can't do the things that we, we want to do. The other thing is, um, you know, a lot of people have been avoiding um, getting medical attention. It's really important that if you have a medical issue, it, it's really important to get that medical attention. Um, so many providers uh, are providing services uh, via telehealth. Um, so that's a really great option. I mean, the fact that we're living in this time right now where technology is as advanced as it is, it's very fortunate. You know, we, you know, if we had this epidemic, you know, 50 years ago and access to the technologies weren't the same as they are now, even maybe 25 years ago, um, it'd be a very different situation. We wouldn't be able to do this podcast together. Um, so, you know, it, it's so nice that we have these technologies and it's really a matter of utilizing them and knowing what's out there. Um, my whole practice right now is via telehealth, um, and it's very effective. So, you know, people that maybe couldn't even get to my practice uh, when it was open in person now can access my services from the comfort of their own home. If they were too busy, you know, to make time in their day, now they have some time to do that. Um, so it opens doors um, while others make close or be temporarily closed. And the other big thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, we're, we're in this kind of together and, you know, we're all trying to navigate this uncharted territory. So it's really important that um, we go out there and, um, and, and, and seek help for the things that we need help with, um, that we just don't feel that we have to figure everything out on our own. Uh, you know, it, it's overwhelming, I think, even as a society to kind of figure this out, uh, let alone that any particular individual feels that they have to figure everything out themselves. Um, so there's really there's real benefit in that. Um, and getting accurate information, you know, that's that's another big piece of it. You know, if, if we get bombarded by so much information that is inaccurate. Right. And uh, yes. whether we watch three, four different news channels or we read different things online or we, we don't know what is true and what's not. So, you know, I always recommend that people go to a reputable website. Um, like the CDC website and get information. They update it regularly. They provide um, the most up-to-date research. There's new recommendations that are that are made, um, and they're learning more and more every day. And it, it, it's really important to get your source of information from reliable sources. So, as far as mental health, what would be a reliable website? Well. I mean, you know, there there's a number. Um, the American Psychological Association um, puts out current research that uh, people can access. Um, the American Psychiatric Association as well. Um, so those are kind of uh, the broad organizations that uh, govern my profession as well as psych uh, psychiatric profession. Um, and those are not bad. But, um, you know, also going to the CDC. The CDC website mm -hmm. has information about mental health as well as, well as, oh, okay. as, well as physical health. Um, so, um, so I would recommend that, you know, those are the sites that people utilize rather than other sites that may or may not be reliable. Because this COVID-19 crisis is unprecedented, I'm finding that there is a much greater demand for people like you, psychologists. So how do you think this is going to change the field of psychology because of how the situation has you know wreaked havoc on the mental health of society yeah i mean i i believe that we we've had a shortage of mental health professionals for a very long time oh. and, and this is only going to make it even more apparent but i do think that um telehealth and telepsychology is here to stay you know it's uh people are starting to get more comfortable with it and i think that mm -hmm. 
Um, that's a major, a major point that I think is going to be key to getting more people services, and especially in remote areas where it's harder to access these services, but even in areas mm -hmm. where it's not remote, but people have busy lives, you know, and oftentimes we neglect our mental health, right? We, we may take our, our physical health more seriously. We, there's stigma associated with getting mental health treatment. And the, the more that we can do to educate and as well as provide services that are easy to access, um, the, the, the better we're gonna have in terms of people getting what they need. And it's more and more important. There've been um, discussions about the, an increase or increase in risk of suicide as a result of COVID uh, because of social isolation, because of the financial uh, ramifications that we've mm -hmm. seen. We've seen severe volatility in the, in the stock market up and down all the time. Um, jobless, joblessness, right? And, you know, so all these things, you know, obviously contribute. But the other thing is that, you know, and, and people might not think about this, but people are at home a lot, right? And, you know, what that does is it creates, you know, it could be great, right? You could build relationships with stronger relationships with your family members and such. But, you know, also people do have difficulty sometimes getting along, right? And when that, when people are with each other 24 hours a day, um, that could even make it worse, right? And so, yes. you know, we've seen, we're seeing an uptick in um, domestic violence, child abuse and, and, the, and the like. And, you know, that's really scary, especially because there's not a lot of people kind of, there's not a lot of third parties kind of seeing people, right? And, and being mm -hmm. there to kind of help provide support. So there's, there's that social isolation piece, which can contribute to a whole range of other difficulties. And then you, you also talk about the first responders, right? I mean, you know, these, these people are seeing horrendous things that, um, you know, people haven't seen in their entire lifetimes, right? So, you know, nurses and doctors are, um, are the only ones there with some of the patients because of the, um, in, how, how, in, how um, communicable these diseases are. So now what you have is you have doctors and nurses being the ones that say goodbye to people if they pass um, or even just care for them as they, as they get better and their family members and others can't visit and be there for them. It, it's, it's tremendously hard. And then, you know, I think it's also scary for the, the patients, right? Because everybody's wearing masks, everybody's, you know, acting very differently, right? They're, everybody's trying right. to protect themselves from COVID while they're treating them. And that's tremendously hard. And unfortunately, you know, I lost um, one of my cousins to COVID and, well, you I'm know, so sorry. thank you. Yeah. I mean, sure. so, so it's, it's real for me, you know, in, in a different way than I think, um, you know, just watching it on the news and, you know, what I also got to see is what people are experiencing when they lose someone during this time. It's not just of COVID, but anything. Um, funerals are different, right? You can't go in person. I attended one, um, a telehealth right. funeral. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very different experience and it's sad because the family, the immediate family can't get the emotional support that they normally would, you know, they're getting it online, but it really is very different than getting a physical hug versus a virtual hug. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so things are very different right now and mm -hmm. there's a lot of healing that has to happen. And then, you know, on top of that, you know, people being, you know, the people that are working, a lot of them are working remotely, um, not interacting with right. other people. Uh, yeah. The, you know, the interactions, the social interactions have completely changed. And, you know, this is impacting kids, right? Because kids are not going to school and not interacting with peers. Yeah. The Academy of Pediatrics recently uh, said that it's more important that kids get to school in the fall than it is the risk of them potentially getting COVID. 
So, and that that may have an impact, but there's still school districts that are not going to open or not be able to open in in a way that's safe. Um, so we, we don't even know what the true impact of this is, and we probably won't know for several years to come, but um, the impact's going to be on, on a broad and very vast level. It's not just going to be the illness directly suffered from COVID, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. you know, all the other ramifications and negative um, outcomes as, as also. But I also want to go back to saying there's yes. also going to be some positive things that come out of this. Okay. Um, Great. Our technology... Um, in this in in this world has has considerably been upgraded and improved through COVID, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, infrastructure has has improved so considerably. I mean, the the um, the companies that that actually are are running this technology are doing very well uh, during this time. And what they're doing is expanding services and, and hiring more people. And so I think that's going to be an everlasting positive change, right? We we can do more online yes. now than we ever could do before. Um, right. and, um, and I think that that is going to change the landscape. I, you know, I, I think it's, um, it's short-sighted to think that we're going to go back to how it was. I think there are going to be differences and mm -hmm. some of those are going to be in a positive way. And then some of them are going to be changes that maybe we, we didn't want, um, initially to welcome, but we will, that will be our new reality. So, I, you know, mm -hmm. I think that there's going to be both the positive things as well as some things that are, um, are going to force us to change and, and change is hard. I, I think that, you know, a lot of people, you know, may not want to, um, embrace that change so much. Um, mm -hmm. But unfortunately, or fortunately, this is pushing that change and making that change happen a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So as far as the seniors, they have a lot of time on their hands because they're retired and maybe there's some something they can do to stay positive. And I have a friend who is a senior and she says she just doesn't watch the news anymore. You know, you want to stay informed, but then she says she just can't do it because mentally it, it's too much for her. So what do you say to people who uh, watch news every day? You know, they want to stay informed, but then they also want to stay positive. Yeah, um, you know, limiting it to certain times of the day, maybe um, certain things, certain news reports or certain people that they want to watch that they feel, you know, be more reliable and not getting, you know, lots of contrasting information is really important. As I mentioned, the CDC um, website is a really good resource that really does kind of present things more objectively and, and tries mm -hmm. to look at research that is current. Um, and, and then focusing and spending the rest of the day, not just sitting in front of a TV watching the news, but doing other things that you enjoy that that can be uh, can contribute positively to your life. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I think that's a great way to spend time right now. And, and that might be, you know, like I said, socializing with others, either online or by phone or um, if it's safe, you know, in small groups in person, um, you know, playing games that you like if, if if you like to play chess or checkers or cards you know doing those kinds of things might be great activities taking walks outside you know staying active staying physically fit um and trying to eat healthy you know doing those kinds of things are really important and you know i would emphasize the importance of you know still getting up in the morning at a regular time still yeah. getting dressed still showering even if you're not going out um just to kind of get into a routine that maybe, makes yeah. sense that feels good mm -hmm. yeah like a schedule maybe a schedule mm -hmm. that says okay at 12 o'clock lunch at one o'clock game time at three o'clock painting art right 
through Blue Sea Care, we do art to wellness, and we had in-person painting classes up until COVID-19 began, and now we've grown our uh, online painting courses because of the fact that there's a lot of idle time for seniors. Definitely. And there's so many, you know, seniors, this is another benefit of COVID, right? Seniors are becoming much more savvy com with uh, computers and, <laughs> and online too. And, and taking those courses, you know, there's so many free online courses or low cost online courses that people are offering right now. Um, you know, I recently saw on, um, on one of the websites that a lot of the, um, Ivy League schools are actually offering free online courses that you can sit in on right now, um, which is which is wonderful. So you can continue to learn and grow and and fulfill your interests. You know, when you didn't have time when you were you were working, now you have that time. You know, in the middle of the day, if the course is being offered at that time, to kind of sit in and take that. So there's some really cool things that people can do right now, and it's a matter of going out and looking around and seeing. The other thing that seniors might want to do is, you know. A lot of times, you know, we, we, we don't feel great when we feel helpless, when we feel like we can't contribute mm -hmm. in some way. Right. There's amazing volunteer opportunities that you can do from the comfort of your own home mm -hmm. in a pretty safe way. And, you know, um, doing some searching online, um, you can find that you could there's even services that match people, volunteers with organizations that are looking. Mm -hmm. um, so it may be, you know, even coordinating, you know, meals for other seniors, um, mm -hmm. you know, online with with distributors you know, just different types of things that may be of interest to people, advocacy and, and whatnot. And, you know, it could be really great and you could feel like you're contributing in a positive way to helping others during this, this difficult time, especially those that are sick or that are less fortunate. And, and I think that that just feels really good. Like it feels like you're contributing, you're giving back and you're, you have a purpose. And I, I think it's really important that everybody feels that way, that, that they have their purpose right now, you know? Um, and, and we may have had this idea that, you know, our purpose was doing this or that, that we can no longer do. And we may feel now we don't have a purpose. So it's important to find that, find that purpose mm -hmm. and go out and do it. And when I say go out, it may be going virtually out and doing mm -hmm. some of that. Find a purpose, that's great. Blue Sea Care provides comprehensive care management to seniors and their families. Services include complete physical care for seniors who want to maintain their independence and state of health. The caregiving is combined with Art to Wellness, a program which uses the therapeutic benefits of the arts to assist with cognitive care for seniors. You can learn more about Blue Sea Care's programs at www.blueseacare.com. I did talk to a senior who was a friend of my mom's. Uh, my mom passed away two years ago, and I, that. her best friend. I check in with her, and she um, is busy with her garden constantly yep. and telling me about all her roses that she's growing and how that she told God that if she got to buy this house, she is going to always have a rose garden, and so she loves talking about her her roses. So, um, yeah, that's a great example of, of something that people could do that. And, and they're kind of giving life, right? It, that, you mm -hmm, know, that's um, right. planting and, and, you know, working with uh, flowers and things like that. It's, it's creating life and it's um, helping life thrive 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, even this difficult time when people, you know, are, are struggling, some other people are struggling and losing their lives. And that, and that's, you know, kind of what I'm referring to by saying, you know, there's some really positive things that can come mm -hmm. out of this. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know that people are doing some wonderful things right now that, you know, gradually as time goes on, as, as more time passes that people have to be indoors um, or, or spend less time outdoors, let's say, um, that they're going to, you know, they're going to showcase, you know, some of, some people might be doing art, like you said, and create some mm -hmm. masterpieces and, mm -hmm. you know, those are going to be on display and, and for the world to benefit from. And, mm -hmm. you know, so all of these things are just wonderful, wonderful opportunities to, to really grow and grow yourself into, you know, new hobbies and new activities, but also, you know, create, um, things that, you know, you didn't have time or didn't have the impetus to create before. Right, right. And then the local pet shelters, which is, it's very heartwarming to realize that our pet um, shelter was pretty much emptied out. People adopted pets left and right so yeah. they can foster animals. And so there's so many new puppies and yeah. little pets everywhere. So I really, really like seeing that, That's that people wonderful. actually have yeah. time for a pet. Sure. So, and then, um, it's interesting that you talked about the clinicians and, you know, at the nursing homes and hospitals and how difficult it is for them. Have you done any telehealth for the groups of doctors and nurses at the hospitals and nursing homes to coach them on how to handle such challenges? Today? So not just on a large scale, but I've, um, I've actually spoken with and worked with um, some uh, medical providers that were mm -hmm. dealing with COVID and have, um, have had, you know, different types of experiences. And, um, you know, it, it's really, truly amazing, you know, the, the hard work and, and care that they've put in to kind of help these people. But also, you know, now it's time, you know, as, as time goes on, things might kind of slow down a little bit. I, I know that things keep changing on a daily basis with regard to how many cases there are and how much need there is in different parts of the country and world. Um, but once, you know, when things calm down, you know, finally, um, those people can get the help that they need. And I, and I think that that's tremendously important, you know, that, um, that our first responders and medical providers are able to, to get cared for as well. They, they've spent tirelessly, they, you know, energy and a number of hours, you know, caring for those in need. And, and, you know, I hope that um, they reach out and get the help that they need to kind of cope with what they've had to endure so that they can be available for others. Otherwise, it, it mm -hmm. does impact in the long run if they don't. Right. So for sure. And, yeah. And I love the fact that um, I could sign up for a class online for free at Harvard. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. There's so. there's courses at Princeton, Harvard, Yale. I, I actually saw, you know, if you, you if you search for it, you'll see that there's um there's a list of free online classes at multiple universities or many universities throughout the country, um, oh. that will um will actually let you sit in their class and and take part in it, and it's completely free. So you're getting a, a free education at some of the best institutions in the world with some wonderful um professors. So, um, so that's a really nice uh, thing that, that exists right now. I, I think there's a lot of really great, you know, there's, there's so many companies also that are doing some really great things right now, uh, making resources available that, that haven't been, um, and, and either low cost or free as well. Um, it, it's really wonderful. New York City, it has, um, has a whole uh, a library of, um, of meditation apps and mm. 
um, mindfulness uh, apps and stuff that they've made free and available to the public. And it's just a matter of doing some searching to kind of find these websites and, and such. Um, I think it's New York City Well, um, but people can access it. And, you know, there's a subset of different um, activities um, or, mm -hmm. or um, recordings that people can play and, and go through these activities, do things that they've never done. Maybe you no, know, someone hasn't tried ever tried mindfulness or meditation and wants to try it. And, and they have even ones for specific difficulties that people might be having if they're suffering from sadness or anxiety or, um, you know, specific worries about certain things, you know, they can they can select the ones that best fit them or they're having sleep problems, right? So they can access these these free resources. And I, I can tell you that mindfulness and meditation are a big part of some of my, you know, some of the techniques that I use in my practice. Um, and people have access to that for free right now. So that, that's really wonderful. And I think there's a whole range of, um, of different opportunities like that. Um, I know like Zoom is um, allowing people to use their software uh, for an extended period of time than normally the free accounts were more limited and now they've extended that. Mm -hmm. So various companies are, are really uh, stepping it up and kind of helping people through this time mm -hmm. and people could really benefit a lot uh, from, from that. So mm -hmm. uh, I would try to utilize what resources are out there right now. Could you provide some mindfulness tips, kind of explain mindfulness and give some tips yeah, mindfulness is, is a practice that um, where it's helping to stay in the present moment. Um, what creates anxiety is our concerns about the future. A lot of times it's things we, ha we have no idea what the outcome is going to be. We, we think of the most negative thing and the worst thing that can happen and our, our fears are what kind of run the show, right? Mm -hmm. um, depression is um, typically concerns about the past and grief you know, things like that, um, where we're, we're focusing on, on what we have no control over. So we don't have control over the future. We don't have control over the past. But what we do have control over is the present moment and where we are. And um, what mindfulness does is it, it helps us really focus on the here and now, what's in our minds right now, what's in our bodies right now. Um, you know, a, a common uh, mindfulness or slash meditation activity is focusing on the breath um, and being able to really, you know, um, really uh, observe your breath and, and observe your thoughts and, and not judge them, but kind of focus in on where you are right now. Mindful eating is another is another activity that people um, talk about and that, that can be very helpful, right? So a lot of times we eat, mm -hmm. we just eat, 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 and we don't even think about what we're eating, how it tastes or anything else. Mindful eating is really thinking about the experience from all five senses, right? It's really leaning into that experience in that moment. Um, and really tasting and really smelling and really, you know, taking our time um, with the things that we're enjoying. Um, so it's, it's really about being here right now. You know, who's in front of us? You know, how many times do we, you know, in the past, you know, I know this is, feels like a long time ago. We went to restaurants, right? And we, we watched people eating, you know, two people sitting next to each other and they're on their phones the entire time and not talking to each other, right? That's not being mindful. Um, that's, that's being mindless, right? It's being uh, forward faced, <laughs> yes. you know, focused on everything else besides what's in front of you. Um, so being mindful is being with that person that's right in front of you. It's being in the moment right now, right here. This is what we have control over. We don't have control over the future. As I mentioned, we don't have control over the past. We have control over what we do right now, what we choose to focus on right now. 
And that's mm -hmm. what the practice of mindfulness is all about. Okay. And it's it's training your mind. Like it's it's not something mm -hmm. that you're just gonna know how to do. And and most people are gonna have a real struggle with it because we tend to think about so many different things. Um, oh. So over time, we get better and better at it. But it's like training any other muscle in your body. Um, you're training right. your mind. Um, so you have to train. So you have to brain have to training. Brain, yep, brain brain training. training. That's okay. right. Yeah, I just want to be able to talk to my neighbor. My neighbor who lives behind me. She is ninety. 91 and she goes to dialysis three days a week and she was is has been so scared because she doesn't want to acquire COVID-19 and and her caregiver is her daughter-in-law and so I wish I knew what I could say to her so she wouldn't be scared you know she is 91 but but she you know she's a strong 91 mm -hmm. considering the fact that she goes to dialysis for three times a week she's a tough tough lady but I hate for her to be scared. Yeah, I, you know, I think that um, oftentimes what fear is, is thoughts that we, we tell ourselves in our head. It, it's the mm -hmm. thoughts that we have in relation to a situation, right? And mm -hmm. these thoughts are often distorted, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I work with clients on helping them with anxiety, you know, we, we first try to identify, um, you know, what they're feeling and, you know, all the different feelings that come with that. There might be anxiety, but there might be a whole bunch of other things. And then we, we actually talk about, you know, what their thoughts are. You know, we, we flesh out what the different thoughts are. Mm -hmm. And then we try to identify there's some common distortions that we use. And I'll give you an example. You know, one is fortune telling, which is we, we think we know what we, we think we know what the future is uh, going to bring. And we often think it's the worst thing in the world, um, but we have no idea. It can go a million different ways, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, our minds play the our mind plays these tricks on us, right? And it's a matter of identifying these these what what tricks it's playing, and then trying to make our thoughts less distorted, right? Mm -hmm. um, and um, and there's various methods and things that we can use to help us with that. Mm -hmm. You know, a great book um, that, you know, people might want to look at is, um, is David Burns' uh, book on, um, it's called Feeling Good, um, it's the Feeling Good Handbook. And, and there's actually going to be a new version of that coming out um, in the fall. But right now, the Feeling Good Handbook is the most current version. Um, and it, it goes through some of the stuff that I'm mentioning. And it actually has the tenants behind um, team therapy, which is, um, the model, the kind of overarching model that I that I utilize in my in my therapeutic uh, techniques and uh, in practice, and and what I do is actually assign people sometimes chapters from that book. Or um, there's also a um, a great um, uh, he also has a um, a podcast uh, called Feeling Good: The New Mood Therapy. And where oh. he talks about different strategies and he also gives case examples. Uh, so people could also listen to that and that might help them uh, with some mm -hmm. of these difficulties, their anxiety, depression, trauma, histories, you know, those mm -hmm. kinds of things. Trauma difficulties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with your talking, I'm thinking, gosh, it would be great if someone had a recording where every day at a certain time or at any time you just call that recording and it gives you a positive thought for the day. That's something a senior can do. They can pick up the phone yeah. and call and say, let me see what my positive thought is for the day or for my, my tips for the day. Well, it's interesting. So, There's actually some books like that. There's like a 365-day quote, oh, right, right? You right. know, uh -huh, um, sure. different different types of books where um, you can you can open the page and uh, and there's a quote of the day. That might not be a bad idea for people to do if, if that's mm -hmm. you know helpful to them. You know, I, what I, what I've always uh, believed is that 
different things are helpful for different people, right? Some mm -hmm. people are very visual. Some people are very auditory. Some people, you know, can really imagine different situations in their head. Um, and there's a visualization technique that people, you know, when they're feeling stressed, they can they can kind of imagine a beach scene or something like that. And some people that works really well for. Mm -hmm. There's also progressive muscle relaxation for some people where they tense and release different muscles um, and take deep breaths, and that's helpful. But but what I what I find is that different people respond differently to different methods. And so in my practice, what I do is I actually go through the methods and you know try to figure out what's going to work for a particular individual. If something's not working, we move on to the next uh, method. Um, and that usually works really well. And, um, and so I, I hate, you know, saying this is a one one size fits all kind of method for everyone. Um, it's it's more a very personal kind of thing. You know, some people are better with one sure. thing versus another. For some people, meditation and mindfulness are just not helpful. They can't, they, they don't want to um, sit there and focus on right now, the present moment or on their breath or on their food, right? They, they kind of right. feel like that's just not, not compatible with them that's fine um you know there's plenty of other things out there that can help them right just like dna they're finding out that you know this medication is not going to work for this other person because they have different mm -hmm. dna so now sure. in the medical field they're they're having you know they're doing the dna tests everywhere just yeah. so that they can understand the individual it's not right. one size fits all like you say sure. so Anything else you'd like to add as far as, you know, finding the passions and socializing and how to stay positive? Um, and then also I'm going to ask you for your favorite quote uh, when, okay. when we finish up. So, so uh, you know, what, what I'm going to say is that it's important that people um, recognize when they try different things on their own and feel like it's not working or not helping or that they need professional assistance um, and not to be shy about getting that. Um, you know, if they're, if someone's having like significant sleep problems or overeating or undereating or um, severe depression that they can't break or um, a lot of anxiety that's interfering with, with their ability to do uh, things that they want to do or they no longer enjoy the things they used to um they think about death a lot um you know those kinds of things it's really important that they seek help professional help mm -hmm. uh, you know if they're feeling uh, if someone's feeling like they want to hurt themselves or hurt someone else it's it's essential that they that they get in touch with uh, a suicide hotline or call 911 or go to local emergency room even during covid um, because oftentimes, you know, people really regret um, hurting themselves once, you know, once if, if they don't succeed in, in actually killing themselves, they, they feel really a lot of regret. And uh, it would be a really a shame to lose someone um, who who is really, you know, important and contributing to the world in, in whatever way they are. Um, so I, I can't stress that enough. There are services available right now. Um, they're as available as always and, and even more so in some ways because telehealth is, is, is really here and mm -hmm. so it's very easy to access it's very easy to get services um, and you can um, contact in your insurance company if you want to find resources you can go online sure. and do some searching um, you can ask others for help and support in, in getting that but it, it's so important to it, it doesn't make you weak to ask for help it actually makes you strong it makes you a survivor because right. uh, you know we, we, we need help 
in this world. And it's not always that we have to do everything on our own, even though we feel sometimes we feel like we should. Um, that that could get us into trouble more than anything else, right? Mm -hmm. if, it, 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 in some ways, it's clear. I think when when you have physical ailments, um, but the psychological are, are very important, and 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 we know that psych psychological ailments are tied to physical ailments as well. So um, mm -hmm. they're, they're closely tied to each other, and they impact each other quite a bit too. Great, great. And so you mentioned some of the tips are you know to have a daily schedule you know, with activities and have a passion, and if the passion that you had before. Um, is not available, then try something new, try a new hobby. Um, and uh, so there's all sorts of things, all sorts of takeaways here. Um, and, you know, playing games, maybe even online games, since you can't be in front of someone else that's mm -hmm. not part of your family. Um, so thank you so much for all these good tips. Now, do you have a final quote that you would like to sure. share that's your favorite quote? So um, there's an author by the name of Cami McGovern. She's an author of uh, adolescent and children's books. And she said this, uh, this feeling will pass. The fear is real, but the danger is not. So I want to leave people with that. Um, and, and, how, and, and have everybody know that we're, we're in this together, you know, that we're in this, this life together. We're, we're in this COVID time together. And we're here to help each other. Um, and um, you know, it's important not to deny your your feelings. Um, and, and but to know that we will get through this, and that um, it will be a lot brighter on the other side than we anticipated it to be. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Craig. I really appreciate it. And thank you for contributing all your tips to all the seniors out there and their caregivers and loved ones. I really appreciate it. Sure. I'm glad I could be on here. Thank you for inviting me. All right. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. You too. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye.